Lecture topic: Protecting Iman. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Wa kafa wa salatu wa salamu ala ibadihi al-ladin astafa. Amma ba'du fa'udu billahi min al-shaytan al-rajim. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. آمن الرسول بما أنزل إليه من ربه والمؤمنون كل آمن بالله وملائكته وكتبه ورسله لا نفرق بين أحد من رسله وقالوا سمعنا وأطعنا غفرانك ربنا وإليك المصير بقرہ these two ayat have been given very special significance nabi akram sallallahu alaihi wasallam has mentioned great virtues of these ayat in one hadith sharif it is mentioned that the person who recites these two ayat at night at night means any time from the time maghrib sets in so the person who recites these two ayat at night kafatahu these two ayat will suffice for him now suffice from what so one explanation of this is it will suffice from all the things that we are generally trying to find some solution to many of trying to find solution to in terms of all the issues of jinn and jadoo black magic and all these kind of things so very common story many a person is now looking for something or the other and unfortunately <clears throat> we often end up doing things that we should never do and people are in desperation sometimes so in desperation people try to find some solution and anybody who offers anything person sometimes doesn't stop to think stop to first inquire find out is this even correct the starting point for a mu'min in any situation any condition is what is within the limits of deen and the starting point in that also is what is established from the quran and sunnah then there are certain things which are on the level of possibility everything might not be directly mentioned in hadith sharif so then it will be something that might be in the level of possibility it's fine provided it is within the limit of permissibility but the starting point is also always that which has come directly from nabi akram sallallahu alaihi wasallam that's the starting point and those are what we term as the masnoon amal those aspects that are established directly from the sunnah like the many things that we have learned perhaps the masnoon recitations this is also one of them so the yaqeen and conviction in the words of nabi akram sallallahu alaihi wasallam in the ayat of allah taala obviously first and foremost and whatever nabi akram sallallahu alaihi wasallam has given us together with obedience to allah and his rasul sallallahu alaihi wasallam this is what brings the total benefit thereafter
So these are common issues and people sometimes go to places which they should never go to, do things that they should never ever do, to try and find some solution. A solution can never be in that which Allah Ta'ala has forbidden in anything that is against Deen. So in any case, this is one very great benefit and virtue of reciting these two ayat in the night, but with yaqeen and with obedience to Allah Ta'ala. The simple example to understand that many times we are awaiting something, somebody has ordered some goods, but now that person who's coming to deliver it, he says, no, I can't come. Why can't you come? He says, the road is jammed. Something is in the way. Some accident has happened. Something or the other, the road is jammed. So now somebody has jammed the road. So now that goods that have been ordered, now it's on the way, but it's not reaching. So likewise, by means of these various recitations, we are, so to say, just for our understanding, we are ordering the good of that recitation, the benefit of it, from Allah Tabarak wa Ta'ala. Just for our understanding. And the system that Allah Ta'ala has in this dunya is, that you must keep the barriers out. That's the system Allah has placed in dunya. You want the good, then you must also keep the barriers out. So now if a person has kept the barriers of sin in the way, so now mashallah that good he's ordered, that will come to his system. But if he's blocked the way with sin, then he himself has deprived himself of that benefit. So this is an extremely important thing to always bear in mind, that on the one side, mashallah, all these recitations that we have been taught, the benefits that have been mentioned in the Hadith Sharif, all this is 100%, not 99%. It's 100% certain, but the very important issue is that we keep the pathway clear. And we don't block the way with our sins. Take Tawbah, Istighfar, turn to Allah Ta'ala. In any case, these two ayat, the Beast Nasim says, the one who recites them at night, Kafatahu, they will suffice for him. In one hadith it is mentioned, the person who recites them three nights in his home. Three nights in the home it's recited. Shaitan will not come to that home. Again, if a person himself starts doing shaitani actions in that home, and he'll throw the door wide open again. So the one side is the benefit of this, but then he must keep that benefit by not opening the door to shaitan again. And it is because of these very great virtues that these ayats have such great blessings and bounties. In one hadith, Nabi Islam says that they have come from a special treasure under the arsh of Allah Ta'ala. So Hazrat Umar Ta'ala Anhu, he says, it is something that I could never think, and I cannot think, that a person who has any intelligence, he will go to bed without reciting these ayat. Like a person, somebody says to him that, I will be standing at the door with two bars of gold before you go to bed, take it. He says, no, I'll fall asleep maybe without remembering. It's hard to think about it. Forget two bars of gold, he says, two small pieces of gold too. So the point is that it is something that when a person understands the value of it, then that will remind him. He appreciates the greatness of it. He understood the greatness of it. That will remind him. That will never allow him to go to bed without reciting it. So, this is a very great blessing from Allah Ta'ala. So on the one side is 
the very great blessing, the bounty, the benefits, but at the same time to take the message that is in these ayat, very very deep and profound message, these are the last two ayat of Suratul Baqarah. Suratul Baqarah, many of the other surahs of the Quran Sharif, perhaps we all don't know the names. Somebody who is not a Hafiz may not be familiar with all the names. But like Suratul Fatiha, everybody knows the name. Likewise, Suratul Baqarah, generally everybody knows the name because it's the surah that follows after Suratul Fatiha. The first surah after Suratul Fatiha and the longest surah of the Quran Sharif. So Suratul Baqarah the name we all have heard and we all remember. Suratul Baqarah is filled with the ahkam and the laws of deen. The longest surah of the Quran Sharif and numerous laws of Allah Ta'ala are mentioned in the surah. And now this surah which is filled with so many different laws, the explanation of various laws of deen. Now this is the end of the surah. So to understand this in the context of what is the subject matter of this surah, by and large, various laws of Allah Ta'ala. And now this surah finishes off on these two ayat. So in this, Allah Ta'ala says, آمَنَ الرَّسُولُ بِمَا أُنزِلَ إِلَيْهِ مِنْ رَبِّهِ وَالْمُؤْمِنُونَ It's a very simple ayat, we often hear the Imam reciting it in the salah. And if a person doesn't know it by heart, we should take the time to learn it. In one hadith it is mentioned, learn it yourself, teach it to your wives and children also. Nobody should get deprived of the benefits of this. So if a person doesn't know it by heart, if he just merely looks in and recites it a few days, in a few days time he'll know it. He won't really have to put any great effort in trying to learn it, automatically he'll learn it. So he then will never, inshallah, have a situation that he got deprived of reciting it because he knows it from memory. He'll recite it, mashallah, every night. So Allah Ta'ala says, آمَنَ الرَّسُولُ بِمَا أُنزِلَ إِلَيْهِ مِنْ رَبِّهِ وَالْمُؤْمِنُونَ The Rasul of Allah Ta'ala, he has fully believed and brought iman that Allah Ta'ala revealed. And likewise, then وَالْمُؤْمِنُونَ The believers also have brought full iman. Primarily the believers here refer to the Sahaba Ikram because they were the people present at the time of the revelation of the ayat. So they are the people who Allah is testifying to their iman that though the levels of iman will be worlds apart, who can compare to the level of iman of a Nabi of Allah Ta'ala, the quality of his iman, but the aspects that iman has to be brought in the same iman that Nabi Karim has in terms of the articles of faith, the Sahaba Ikram have the same iman. And every mu'min has to have that same iman. Not one aspect can be omitted. Nothing can be changed in that. Person leaves out one fundamental of faith, he has no iman. So the iman that Nabi Wasallam has, those articles of faith, the Sahaba Ikram Allah is endorsing their Iman as well. Qualities, who can compare to the quality of Nabi Salaam's Iman? All the Anbiya Salam put together, the quality of Nabi Salaam's Iman is far greater. But the Sahaba Ikram have Iman in the same articles of faith and we have to have Iman in the same articles of faith as well. And then Allah Ta'ala elaborates that Kullun amana billahi wa malaikatihi wa kutubihi wa rusulihi all have Iman in Allah, in the angels of Allah Ta'ala, 
in the messengers of Allah Ta'ala, in the books of Allah Ta'ala. And further Allah Ta'ala says, لَا نُفَرِّقُ بَيْنَ أَحَدٍ مِنْ رُسُلِهِ That this is every mu'min. Now we all recite this. And we recite it as declaring this. That لَا نُفَرِّقُ بَيْنَ أَحَدٍ مِنْ رُسُلِهِ We don't differentiate between any of the messengers of Allah Ta'ala. Don't differentiate in terms of bringing iman on them. Unlike the Jews, the Christians, they believed in certain Nabi of Allah Ta'ala and rejected others. The Jews believed in some Nabi of Allah Ta'ala, they rejected the other Nabi of Allah Ta'ala. The Christians accepted one Nabi of Allah Ta'ala, they accepted Isa Salam, they rejected others. The Mu'mineen, the Ummat of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, this is their speciality, they have Iman in all the Anbiya Ali Musallatu Wasallam. لَا نُفَرِّقُ بَيْنَ أَحَدٍ مِنْ But together with having Iman in all the Anbiya Ali Musallam as being the Nabis of Allah Ta'ala, the Messengers of Allah Ta'ala, but the following is now only of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And this is something Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam himself has very clearly declared this is in the Quran Sharif and this is something very clearly declared by Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam these are many but what hadith will suffice that وَالَّذِي نَفْسُ مُحَمَّدٍ بِيَدِهِ Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam takes a qasam nobody needs that qasam to convince them about the truthfulness of Allah Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam he is the most truthful but to emphasize the importance of what is being said, Nabi Islam takes a qasam. That by that being in whose hand my life is. The qasam of Allah Ta'ala. La yasma'u bi ahadun min hadhil ummah yahudiyun wala nasraniyun. That nobody ever hears about me, anybody existing will come later in time. He heard about Allah's Nabi Islam. He's not living somewhere in some remote mountain, never heard who came in this dunya. He got the news of the message of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, the invitation of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And then, Summa Yamutu Alam Yu'min Bi, whether it's a Jew, whether it's a Christian, whether it's anybody else. Yahudiyun Wala Nasraniyun, whether it's a Yahudi, a Nasrani, can be anybody. And then, Summa Yamutu Alam Yu'min Billadi Ursiltu Bihi, he then dies without Iman on that which I brought. Without Iman on the Quran Kareem, without Iman in Nabi Sallallahu himself, then Illa Kana min Ashabin Nar, then he is doomed to Jahannam forever. This is a time of fitna that we are living in, and all kinds of fitna are being pushed at a very, very great pace. And among the fitnas of the time is the fitna that is being pushed that as long as you believe in the oneness of Allah Ta'ala, that is sufficient. Doesn't matter thereafter what you do. And that too then gets watered down. That oneness of Allah Ta'ala becomes also a particular understanding of that. So that oneness of Allah Ta'ala also people who believe in shirk also included in it. People who commit shirk also included in it. So the so-called belief in the Abrahamic religions. That anything will do. And you are then successful. Don't you worry. This is all a complete distortion of what has come to us the clear part that Nabi Islam has given a person without Iman in Allah Ta'ala Iman in Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam following the Quran Sharif following in what Allah and His Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam has given complete Iman in it and following in it 
without that he cannot get to Jannat without Iman in that which Nabi Islam has brought so we believe in all the Anbiya being the messengers of Allah Ta'ala but success and entry into Jannat will only be following the Mubarak way of Nabi Islam bringing Iman in him and bringing Iman in the Quran Sharif so these are things that are happening it's happening in our schools it's happening out there in the world we have to become very alert to this it is no more time to be re- relaxed and complacent Iman is at stake people's Iman is snatched away people who sometimes might seem to be very conscious Muslims but because of the things that are being read because of what is just being heard anywhere and everywhere they are harboring beliefs which are completely negatory of Iman and the person is thinking himself to be a very good Muslim Iman is the foundation without Iman nothing else is going to be of any avail to us so Nabi Wasallam has spelled this out that the person who doesn't bring Iman in him and there are so many ayat of the Quran Sharif so many other ahadith this is a very clear cut thing any case to take it further لا نفرق بين أحد من رسوله وقالوا سمعنا وأطعنا غفرانك ربنا وإليك المصير as mentioned that this is primarily together with the iman of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Allah Ta'ala is endorsing the iman of the Sahaba Ikram Allah Ta'ala mentions a very great aspect about them there was one ayat of the Quran Sharif that they didn't fully comprehend initially in the sense that they thought that this may not be within our capacity so they presented this to Nabi Sallallahu that this particular command of Allah Ta'ala how are we going to manage it? Nabi Sallallahu said to them don't ever think in this way whatever Allah's command is accept so immediately they responded qalu sami'na wa ata'na we've heard and we've obeyed no questions asked this was just a thought but now it has been cleared that don't ever think in this manner so we have heard and obeyed regardless of what we initially thought that's out now so Allah Ta'ala praised this that this is the quality of a mu'min he doesn't make ifs and buts into any matter of deen he doesn't start questioning things that but in this 20th century can this be possible never will such a statement come from his mouth that in this time and age it's not possible to run your business without getting involved in interest he says Allah Ta'ala has forbidden any involvement in interest that is the only way it will work he will never ever say in this time and age it's impossible to guard your gaze because there's so much of nudity around Allah's command, Allah's command must be followed Sami'na wa ata'na we have heard and we have obeyed we will do as Allah wants from us we will comply with what Nabi Islam has taught us and he has instructed us that is the spirit and the zeal of a mu'min in that process if he slips somewhere, falters somewhere he'll immediately make tawbah, make amends but his spirit and zeal is what Allah has given I will obey no ifs and buts no questions on the command of Allah Ta'ala لا نفرق بين أحد من رسولي وقالوا سمعنا وأطعنا yes some mistakes somewhere we made we'll make amends غفرانك ربنا وإليك المصير Allah you forgive us for some shortcoming some slip up somewhere some mistake somewhere Allah you forgive us وإليك المصير we have to return to you we have to return to you, we are going to have to answer to you so therefore we are totally submitting to you this is the spirit and the zeal of Iman 
And this is the spirit of this time that we learn the lessons of Ibrahim alayhi salatu wasalam. This is the days of Hajj and the lessons of Ibrahim alayhi salam. Total submission. Aslamtu li rabbil alameen. No questions, no ifs and buts. So in any case, to take this discussion further, Allah Ta'ala then says, La yukallifullahu nafsan illa us'aha. Allah Ta'ala does not burden any soul with anything beyond its capacity. Now some of these ahkam that we just discussed, whether it is the prohibition of interest at any level, giving, taking, whatever, whether it is guarding the gaze, whether it is staying away from any bribery and corruption, whether it is avoiding all the sins and vices, whatever command of deen, upholding it, every command of Allah Ta'ala is totally within the capacity of a mu'min. To say something is not manageable, to say something is not possible, is na'uzubillah to say Allah Ta'ala revealed something in the Quran Sharif, Allah Ta'ala na'uzubillah didn't know that this won't be possible. Or na'uzubillah Allah Ta'ala burdened us with something that is beyond our capacity. That is never the case. That is a terrible objection against Allah Ta'ala. Person's Iman is in danger making such statements. La yukallifullahu nafsan illa us'aha. We make things difficult for ourselves. One very simple example, very simple example. Nikah, nikah is more easier than performing two rakats of salah. But people make it so difficult that sometimes after one nikah has taken place, somebody got his son married, got his daughter married, he's burdened himself for years of debt. Where has that been taught in deen? That you must take all this and make all this a burden on yourself. So deen made that burdensome. Deen made it necessary that have all these frills and fancies and do all these things that are totally sometimes, let alone not even necessary against deen. Who made that difficult? Person made it difficult upon himself. He burdened himself. Deen didn't burden him. Nikah is more simpler than performing two rakahs of nafil. But he made it difficult. So likewise, if a person makes something difficult upon himself or he himself he destroys his own capacity. How? He spoils his habit. Like a person gets caught to a, addicted to a drug, he says, I can't stop it. Impossible. See, there are all these millions of people are without it, but I can't stop it. So he spoils his own habit. Otherwise, it's possible to exist without drugs. Millions of people, billions are existing without taking any drugs. person spoils his own habit that he can't wake up for fajr. He spoils himself. He spoils his capacity. So now he has to train himself to get back there. Allah Ta'ala hasn't placed any burden. Millions of people perform their Fajr Salah on time. And millions of people stay away from looking at haram. And millions of people don't ever use any vulgar word on their tongue. And millions of people fulfill the commands of Allah Ta'ala in general. La yukallifullahu nafsan illa wus'aha. Laha ma kasabat wa alayha ma kasabat. Allah Ta'ala then says, what good a person does, he'll get the good and the reward of it. And if he does evil, he'll bear the consequences of it. The consequences of evil come in dunya also. And Allah forbid a person doesn't make tawbah and leaves his dunya without the tawbah. Akhirat also. Unless Allah's forgiveness comes. So therefore this is the message. That be conscious. The good you do doesn't go in vain. That good, the benefit comes. It may not be so clear to identify it. This good brought that benefit. But that benefit comes in dunya also. The barakat comes of, of that aspect. And akhirat is beyond imagination. لَهَا مَا كَسَبَتْ وَعَلَيْهَا مَا كَسَبَتْ رَبَّنَا لَا تُعَاخِذْنَا 
in Nasina or Akhtana, we have been taught, make dua to Allah Ta'ala and beg His forgiveness. Allah, don't take us to task. Don't take us to account in Nasina or Akhtana. We slipped up, we forgot something, we made some mistake. Provided a person is sincerely trying, and if he slips up, he makes toba, Allah Ta'ala will forgive him. But he's making an effort to do the right things, stay away from the wrong, and he slips up somewhere, he doesn't leave it lying like that. He immediately turns to Allah Ta'ala, he sheds tears of remorse and regret, he makes amends for the wrong, Allah will forgive him. رَبَّنَا وَلَا تَحْمِلْ عَلَيْنَا إِسْرًا كَمَا حَمَلْتَهُ عَلَى الَّذِينَ مِنْ قَبْلِنَا رَبَّنَا وَلَا تُحَمِّلْنَا مَا لَا تُقَتَلَنَا بِهِ وَعَفُ عَنَّا وَاغْفِرْ لَنَا وَارْحَمْنَا أَنْتَ مَوْلَانَا فَانْصُرْنَا عَلَى الْقَوْمِ الْكَافِرِينَ Time has passed, but this is now turning to Allah Ta'ala in dua. Ya Allah, you do not put anything on us that's beyond our capacity. In other words, this will never happen. But this is high, expressing this further. Ya Allah, you forgive us for our mistakes. And Ya Allah, you grant us your maghfirat. This is the dua that we are all familiar with. We should be making this dua at all times. Not only on some special occasion or when somebody has passed away. This is a dua for ourselves every day. We should be making these duas. Allah Ta'ala give us the tawfiq of living the message of this ayat and also reciting them every night as we discussed.